Welcome to the Best in Beauty podcast, where you can get inspiration and strategies to help your spa and skincare business reach new heights. I'm your host, Claudia Fabian. Let's get this beauty started. Hey, thanks so much, Rihanna, for joining us on the Best in Beauty podcast. So welcome. Happy Valentine's Day. We're talking the day before Valentine's Day and it's a great day to celebrate women you love and um and you know what? I think that I could easily love you, Rihanna. You are a soul sister in the beauty industry. So welcome. Thank you. And you know, it's interesting that you say that, Claudia, because you and I really connected more online and you'd think that the two of us were hanging out all the time so happy Valentine's day yeah we and we bonded I know you have a new puppy so um you have a new baby to take care of Mm -hmm. and I hope that's going well yes it is except that um, I'm glad this is only a podcast because then I would not have had the time to put on makeup or even wear clothes that were presentable. <laughs> yep, it is like having a newborn baby. So those of you, your dog lovers out there, I'm sure you can relate. So Rihanna, well, again, welcome. And um, I want to just give you a moment just to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you've gotten into the beauty industry and what are you doing now? So here's what's interesting. I came to this country in 1987 and uh, I came for other reasons um, and then when you come to this country you either are you, you don't always have a working visa immediately although I was PR director for the Hilton International in Manila at the time uh, so I went to a, a myriad of like I worked in Wall Street I worked property management I worked for WH Smith the big retail company and that was New York, Hawaii, and then uh, La Quinta. And when right after 9-11, um, or six months after 9-11, I applied for a job really in sales, because that was really my specialty, uh, sales in a hotel. And I remember the HR director telling me, you know, we have a spa. I see here that you consulted for a day spa at the Four Seasons in Maui. Would you like to apply for that? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> Why not, right? I mean, at that point, anything goes. And I did get the job. And I had to learn really about the industry from the most amazing leads, one of whom was my lead esthetician and had been in the industry doing her she used to be her own you know her own business and then became the lead esthetician for the Esmeralda she taught me she really laid the foundation for me and I she had and because she was so good at training I learned from her entire team and about sales about engaging the staff even the front desk staff we were a small boutique spa but I'm telling you, at that time, Andy Skincare was new, and they had all their, um, you know, their foundation. They had that foundation, and they had their peel pads coming out. We will, that, that, the, the rep had to come twice a week. We were selling out because even my front desk staff 
they were literally competing with estheticians for sales. <laughs> so um, that's a good problem to have. I'm, I'm sure anyone yeah. listening to this would love to have that problem where they're running out of product. It's selling so fast and everyone is competing to sell it. That would be amazing. Well, I think the, the, the first trick there is to really engage your staff. So even if you honestly, as an owner or as a director, even if you've decided in your head what line you like, you know, you've all been there, right? And you know your estheticians are really leaning towards a different line, you still need to engage them and make them think it's their decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so, true. And you can't make everybody happy. It. I think that's the thing I run into a lot is spa directors, you know, they really they care about their team. You know, they want to make everybody happy, but you really can't make everybody happy. You know, not you can't have like 60 brands on your shelf, right? No, you can't, but that, and that also now will rest on the vendors. Mm-hmm. Your vendors all need, I, every spa, and I've opened more than 20 plus spas, because since then, Mr. Merritt walked into my spa and said, how is it that my newest spa makes the m- most money? So I started opening all the spas for Merritt International, did the same for KSL Resorts when I was with La Costa, opened Hotel Dell, Rancho Las Palmas. Uh, you know, Barton Creek Resort, hired all those directors, built those teams. And then when I became a consultant in 2010, did the same for day spas, medispas, and, yeah. um, and, and hotel spas. But in every single time when we did pre-opening and we were looking at lines, I had the estheticians involved. Even of course. if I knew, I, and I had... More than I had everyone presenting to them. And then I let them do the job, by the way. I had them do spreadsheets on with all the pertinent questions so they could analyze in their mind the same way we would analyze. You know, where is this being sold? How much is the cost for treatment? How many SKUs? Uh, is, it, is, it, is it sold online? You know, uh, ease of, of application. Uh, is it sellable to the cu- customer? are there harmful ingredients you know all that because they had to know that and they had to understand why we were choosing what we were choosing and then I would scale it down to three and then it would be a big discussion in the end everyone was happy that's great I'd love to circle back to the thing that you said about you know really like working with that lead Esty you learned a lot from her what do you think you what were the standout things that she was doing that made that so, or made her so successful? What are, you know, what were some of the do's rather than the don'ts that she was doing that were, you know, part of the winning strategy, do you think? So shout out to Laura Mohan, who knew everything from ingredients and, and would tell her staff, I want you to go to every department store. And of course, at the time, it wasn't, and not everything was online, but let's face it, it's got to be tactile. I want you to go to every department store, learn about all the cosmetics and the skincare lines, because more often than not, that is what your customer is using. And when they talk to you while they're having their facial, you'll need to be able to appreciate why they're using it and be able to discuss it. You need to be, they need to trust 
that you know what you're talking about. Because in the end, estheticians are really in the business of sales. Mm-hmm. The facial is their selling tool. But they're really salespeople who have an hour, an hour to educate. Who has an hour to sell that product, the, the products? But you can't also make them feel like what they're using is the worst thing or that they made such horrible decisions. You need to be able to say, what line are you using? Oh, yeah, I've heard of that line. And if you haven't, never, you know, do not, do not, you know, do not um, uh, lie. You know, just say, you know what, I need to look into that line. So what do you like about it? Ask the questions. What do you like about it? Why are you using it? So what do you think with using that made your skin feel better? And what would you like to improve? And suggesting them to them one or two from your line is enough mm-hmm. because the moment they feel you're not selling them, but you're just helping enhance their, their, their daily routine, that's important. Now, don't. Never ask them if they have children. <laughs> that's one of the don'ts. That <laughs> oh, you my God. Said. Yes. Uh, that, you know why? I know that, well, people, one of them could have lost a child. I know. <laughs> I I don't, I don't know why women still ask other women that because it's such a sensitive subject. People could be, you know, trying and struggling to have a baby and they can't, and you're, you're opening up this wound or maybe they've lost, yeah, they've lost a baby. Um, It's such a personal question that I just, yeah, I think that's so smart. Never ask that. That would be like a definite don't. Yeah. Never ask them if they have children. Instead, ask them, what are your concerns? What are your sensitivities, allergies? What would you like to improve? And make sure you know your ingredients. Because if they say, well, you know, I'm using this retinol because my girlfriend said so, blah, blah, blah. You need to be able to discuss why retinol is not good for them or a certain, you know, strength would only, would only be advisable. Uh, or, oh, I, I love the smell of um, pumpkin. You know, yes, but your skin is extremely soft and um, and thin. Therefore, maybe you should layer it first with papaya before you put pumpkin over. You know, the moment they know, oh, she's not selling to me. She's really just trying to enhance my routine. That's then they start to trust you. Yeah. And um, and part of that trust, by the way. Is education being the expert, but never say anything that you that you know something a hundred percent unless you do. Uh, tell them you'll get look it up and get back to them. Right. And then they feel, oh, she's really concerned about me. She's going to get back to me once she knows the answer. Yeah, right? I, I agree. Knowing, mm-hmm. I really like your what competition. You... I really liked what you said about estheticians are in the business of sales and that the service is just part of the tool that they use to sell. And I think that is really profound. I think that is like a huge takeaway from this discussion thus far, because I think estheticians really sometimes believe it's more about, you know, I'm here to give a service, I'm here to educate or, you know, work with my guests but they really kind of drop the ball at the end when it comes to recommendation and home care. They kind of sometimes feel a little like, Ooh, I don't want to sound salesy or I don't want to, you know, that's a little scary territory for a lot of people. 
what are some of your winning ways that you think over the years of you opening and coaching and helping um, spas to grow and flourish? What are some of your winning strategies for that? Okay, so I did mention engaging them in the choice, mm-hmm. making sure and but one of the things also that you have to find out from your vendors is how does this education look like? I will be honest, the moment an, a vendor says, well, we will be do we can do this, we'll do this online. It's a big no, no for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, the educator has to come there, has to see the setup has to understand what the estheticians are up against or what works for the estheticians, feel their touch. You know, some of them are heavy handed. Some of them are, you know, they, they will need to tailor. They, that's part of the investment. Skincare is not cheap. So the part of the investment into that opening order has to be education, training, what do they get gratis? If they're going to get like little itsy bitsy samples, um, I negotiate that. I say, no, they need to be able to use your product for at least two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then what is our rewards? What's your reward program for them selling, for being the best seller? Um, and what is your hero product? So, the other thing I do with the vendors and I use, I work with the lead esthetician on is what's the opening order for retail. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not going to buy all across the board of oh, six of each, six of each. No, I want to know what are your hero products, what sells, and then know your demographics. If you have hotel, a hotel, a spa within mm-hmm. a hotel, you know, those people will, um, Probably, uh, and, and if, a, if it's a drive market, then if it's a drive market, then you happen to know, well, they can carry bigger bottles, right? If it's a fly market, you need to make sure you have travel kits. Mm-hmm. So it's understanding, again, who your customer is. If it's a day spa, meaning people come back, what is that? How does it look like? Um, you, you probably don't want too big of products unless they're much more uh, convenient in terms of pricing. Because let's face it, we women, after a while, we're like, oh, I'm tired of this. I, want, I, need, <laughs> I need a change. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so you want it so it's like food. You want it so that they're using it. And after a while, like, oh, I'm almost running out of this. I need to get the next one. I need to get, I need to replace it mm-hmm. rather than, Oh, when am I going to be done with this? Because I want to try the that product that I just saw on t- you know on TV or right. I saw it the last time I had a facial there. Right. Um. So you're you're gonna as a director and with your lead esthetician, you you both have to be strategic. And what's it? By the way, what's the exchange policy of your vendor? Real good vendors will will be engaged and say, okay, after a month month after a month. I'm going to find out what's not been moving and then we're going to swap those out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because no, I, I agree. I think those are really good tactics and really think, you know, good things to think about as a business owner, because I think if you, like you said, if you can get your team in on the process of selecting a brand, they're going to be more invested into promoting it alongside you. And that, 
definitely will lead to, you know, higher success rate in your retail department. Right, right. Um, your estheticians, what I also do is, let's face it, there's a lot of downtime. So if depending, of course, on your compensation structure, if you want to keep your estheticians busy, you schedule training with your front desk. You schedule training with the rest of your staff. Mm-hmm. Make, you know, the most, so um, I've now in, a, in the business of, of really opening, running, uh, supervising wellness retreats. And it's interesting because when you go to a wellness retreat or a wellness environment, everyone drinks the green juice. But that didn't come just like that. Uh, when people were um, given their orientation, they, were, they usually are asked to go through the whole gamut of the programming. So they really understand what do we do, and then they start really loving what it does for them. Everything that, you know, people, what the, sales is, a, you know, a successful sales and retention is connected to an emotional outcome, just like wellness. In wellness, they always say, for you to really feel that you've um, affected or affected a guest experience is if there's an emotional outcome. Because, b- by the way, you never really remember your squabbles with your siblings unless it was a highly or deeply emotional um, situation where you maybe didn't talk for months or weeks or you're, you really were out and out screaming at each other. That's what you will remember. The same thing with guests. Um, you don't, if you make it so that a guest feels good about themselves, then that is an emotional outcome. If you make it so your staff feels good about what you're mm-hmm. using, they too will be your best ambassadors. It doesn't matter if it's a therapist. It doesn't matter if it's an attendant. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, before we get some final thoughts on you from you, I'm going to take a little break and we're going to hear from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by Edgeless Beauty Pro, the distributor of the best in beauty, featuring Ultraceuticals, one of Australia's leading cosmeceutical skincare brands, now available in the U.S. to licensed professionals, real skincare, real results. Do you need a way to set your spa apart? Edgeless Beauty Pro offers Observe 320 and 520X, the latest visual engagement sales tool to empower licensed estheticians to give the ultimate skin consultations and increase retail and service sales by 40%. Take your treatments to new heights. Edgeless Beauty Pro also offers Altair's Diamond Tome DT2 Skin Resurfacing System for skin rejuvenation and that superior glow. Okay, we're back, Rihanna. So you were saying before the break that it has to be an emotional outcome. Am I saying that right? Yes. And what, um, so tell me a little bit more about that. What other ways can we, through the process of what we do, really ensure that all of our guests have that positive emotional outcome? So because we're, 
especially now in the age of social media and online meetings and selfies, understand that now people are even more concerned about the way they look, even men. Yeah. <laughs> so what you need to say, you can come up with so many different ways. So you can even say, so what do you want to achieve today? Well, you know what? I, I just feel old. Really, you look great, but let, let me, well, especially in camera. I mean, I'm giving you an example, okay? Especially when I do selfies, I never look right. I can never post any photos of myself. It, 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 all my lines show. Okay, so let's take a selfie of you now, and then we'll take a selfie of you after the facial. Because we all know after the facial, your face is plump and it looks great. Yes. <laughs> so, um, you can do all these different things that where you, you have, oh, oh, my eyes don't have a fold. It just looks horrible. I can't put makeup on. And by the way, your estheticians should understand makeup and waxing because now that's become an extension of facials, right? Mm -hmm. yes. All, uh, eyelashes. And, and so that they too can recommend and can, can speak to that. So I think an emotional outcome is, first of all, how it makes you feel. I'm a mother. I have no time for makeup. I'm just tired. But, you know, I just want to feel good about myself. Okay. Make, th that is the emotional. Th feeling good about themselves is an emotional outcome. Mm -hmm. So you definitely have to cater to that. So at the end of the facial, that person says, Oh my gosh, I need to do this more. I suddenly feel like a new woman. And you know what some of my best estheticians have done? If they say something like, um, yeah, you know what? And I, I just don't feel like I, I'm always start carrying the baby. I've had estheticians come into my office and say, hey, so-and-so's not doing anything. And she said, it's okay that she'll give my client a, you know, a 15 minute chair massage. I want to give that to her so she'll feel better because she has twins and she's not, you know, feeling too good about herself. I will tell you, they will remember not how much the spa looks. They will remember how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's such an important, important aspect of what we do. You know, we don't, you know, we get caught up in maybe sometimes the business aspect of our roles, but it is so important. We're in the job of making people feel good. Um, and, and yes, we you know we want them to leave with a positive experience. We want them to leave our um, spa experience with a product to take home to help, you know, keep those results ongoing. And I think all of your tips were really great. I really love your um your motto of that estheticians are in the business of sales i think that is such a great thing to take away and 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 beyond i do have that. one more oh okay one more let's here. hear it okay um part of making them feel special never leave the client i just hate that when they when you leave them with a mask on mm. you either massage their hands you talk to them i i don't care but you never leave your client and you always um and and even you, if your client is, is extremely experienced and always like oh i always have facials i know my skin 
even if you have to go through the process of pretending you're looking through, uh, you know, looking at their skin and inspecting it, just do it. Mm-hmm. Because it just me because don't dumb it down. And I've seen a lot of estheticians who are lazy and they dumb it down. And I have to tell you, you've already unsold the client at that point. They're just waiting to get the, the, the facial finish. Now, some estheticians have turned it around and at the end of the facial, you still feel great. But why, you know, why, why increase the odds Yeah. Uh, by doing that? Exactly. And, you know, that kind of speaks to, and this will kind of be the final thing that we maybe talk about is um, appearance. You know, I have, I mean, countless times have, you know, either been prospecting or have gone into spas to get facials. I just, you know, because I'm in the industry, I'm always paying attention to how they present, you know, how their skin looks, how their hair looks, you know, do they look nice and tidy and and clean? Um, Because sometimes I've gone into places and I've seen estheticians kind of look like they rolled out of bed it's like wait a minute like how are we presenting to the world here or you know you're right it's it's you wouldn't go to a hairdresser whose hair is lousy right so why would you go to an esthetician who doesn't know how to take care of their skin and make themselves look great you know you have i always said to the spa is like because people always say, oh, you'll work in a spa, how great. You know, I said, don't, the spa is like the restaurant business in a way. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's, it's uh, and it's, you're, you're on stage, camera, lights, action. You have only one hour. The moment you get them into that room, there is no turning back. It's not like in a hotel where you say, oh, I don't like this room. Can you change it? Or I don't, even in a restaurant, oh, I don't like this dish. Can you return it? lights camera action you only have one chance to impress that's right well that's a great way to end it so remember that you have one chance to impress and whether you like it or not ladies estheticians are in the business of sales thank you so much rihanna for sharing some of your insights i really appreciate you taking time to chat with us today and i hope to see you soon where where will you be are you going to be at any upcoming trade shows or doing anything there's a few i'm working with but uh, can't really um um announce it yet <laughs> oh okay well look for rihanna on the circuit she's always there um there to help and does great um speaking engagement so if you can catch her definitely worth checking out thanks rihanna and happy galentine's day happy galentine's day take care Thanks so much for joining us today. If you would like to continue the conversation, be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and on LinkedIn. If you would like more information on Edgeless Beauty Pro and our brands, please connect with us at edgelessbeautypro.com and get our education and event calendar. Sign up to get connected with one of our account executives to see if our brands are a right fit for your business.